0: using it was badass huh i don't know if i like the haircut or not Joe. like i i like it but i don't know if i like it in comparison to what you had yeah i think you i think it just suits your personality walking down the street i would like this guy better but knowing you you don't belong (laughs)
1: high
0: and tight (laughs) why'd you get a
1: haircut because adele said something oh god oh okay
0: I wonder if it's because there was a while where like the man bun, like the long hair, was coming back. I wonder if it's flipping the other way now. Dude, I got my girl at the exact right time. This was towards the end of like the dad bod thing. Because now you look at like the guys that like women are like crying over. It's Harry Styles, who's like an androgynous kind of thing. It's uh, Pete Davidson, who's like nine pounds but he must be just packing a wallop. It's like young gravy who's like super tall and super thin. It's like machine yeah. gun Kelly. Yeah, it's yeah. Travis. Paul. It's all these like lean, super lean, thin guys with like tattoos and like an attitude. And I'm like, thank God that I, I, I got in on that couple year yeah. craze of really insanely hot women who like dad bods. And I was rest. just like, Oh, I just, I, just made another radar. Do wonder,
1: and this is not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I hope I don't sound like a hater. I'm just curious as to what
0: what Deb sees in me. I Dan- don't know <laughs>
1: what Pete Davidson's person like.
0: He's what- good. I think he's a, just a good guy too. I think he's just a really good dude. I think he's a fun guy. I think he's like yeah. I don't. I a don't lot think of he's shit like on
1: him for being not being funny. I mean, Aren't I think the appeal to him being on SNL where he's like, I and he even said, I don't do characters. Uh, you know, sketch comedy is really not my thing. I'm not really sure why I'm here. Like, he's making a joke of it, but he was one of the youngest people to ever be cast, if not the youngest person to be cast on SNL. So they saw something in him. And like I said, every skit he's in, every time I see him do some, like, talk show or stand-up, he is killing it. He's funny.
0: He's fun. He's a really good stand-up. I think that like I know like there was the whole controversy with Shane Gillis of like why they didn't let him on. I think Shane I mean I'm glad he didn't go on cuz Shane Gillis yeah, is doing he's doing so ago, much yeah. better now, like doing but I think Shane Gillis would have been a better addition to SNL than Pete Davidson cuz he does sketch comedy and his sketches are really great, but I don't think any of his sketches would be allowed on SNL. And no. that's also the problem. It's like SNL like, when you're competing with podcasts and and memes and it, like, you used to be the weekly, like, oh, what happened this week in the world? And here's, like, the once a week funny thing that can show. Now, it's, like, immediate. There's a bunch of funny things about what happened yesterday. Yeah. So, they're, like, kind of, they can't, they can't, co- and also, they're on network television, so they just can't compete. It's all right. Um, the the Chappelle, ske- uh, Chappelle monologue was really good, though. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it yet. I want to. And dude, it was such a me- another media. Th- oh, the writers' room was walking out in protest, well, and then how, they like, then they then they didn't like. Like the media is just well, so. I wonder full how, of shit. how
1: true that was. And like he
0: would, dude. If the, if the isn't writers', the writer's room, room
1: like Colin Jost and Michael Che, if the
0: if the writers' room was going to like boycott and leave, and they're like, listen, we are leaving. I don't know if Lauren Michaels would have had the balls to be like, all right, well, we can't have Dave. I like, I need my writers' room here. So m- people might have said some stuff like, oh, I'm not sure we should have him on, or like maybe the, one of the writers was like maybe pissy about it. But they had him on, and like everyone was doing great, and they wrote him good sketches, and he was involved. Like it was a g- pretty decent episode. Like who?
1: Do, I don't know who there really has the authority to, or the credentials besides like Colin Joseph and Michael Che to be like, because you never you hear about cast members leaving. I never hear about. Um, I guess writers leaving. You know, I mean, writers
0: leave all the time. But
1: listen, it's like, wait, did John Mulaney have the credit as a writer there when he was there at the time? Over like Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, like they might have. If he I was like, I'm have. not going to do this. Like, would they be like, oh, okay, I guess we can't do anything without I him? I
0: think if it was a big enough, I think it's if it's one person, it's like, hey, you just got to deal with it. But also, you gotta, you gotta remember that like it's only one particular group that has a problem with him. You know, if yeah. I don't want to get too political or or any of that, but like, how would a lot of the, like, he's a, a pillar of the African American community. How would Michael Shea and Keenan feel, feel Yeah, because this other person has a problem with him? It was like, well, no, he's, he's our person. He so like, how do you, f-, you know, like, like, it's, it's, it's a messy situation. It's one thing if it's Donald Trump that like a whole swath of people yeah. hate. When it's Dave Chappelle and it's like a very small group of very loud people who are against him, it's like you can't. And Dave Chappelle said, um, and he didn't bring it up at all. By the way, he he
1: like, like he didn't yeah, address yeah. it. So which, which was I know good. He, I didn't hear it, but I know he addressed Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. So yeah, it was, that was, it it was interesting funny. to see. So yeah. he also
0: he gave he had a really good part about Trump, and this is the last because let's move on to some cigar talk. I don't want to get too preachy, but he had a really smart bit about Trump where he was like, he was like he said something, but he was like the best truthful liar he's ever heard. And he was talking about in the first debate when Trump's like, oh, the whole system is rigged. And they were like, oh, well, what makes you say that? How would you know it's rigged? He's like, it's rigged because I use it. I use the rigged system (laughs) to like do like what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, well, how about your taxes? He's like, I use every loophole you guys have made me able to use. And he's like, you'll never change those loopholes because all your donors use those loop. So listen, he's very smart. Dave Dave Chappelle is insanely smart. And he, I think he comes the closest to riding that common sense line that so many people on the left and right miss. Yeah. So many people just are like, no, but it's gotta be about this. It's gotta be about this. And he's like, can we all just stop being idiots? Can we stop thinking like everything that came out of Trump's mad mouth was like the worst thing. Like he made a lot of really good points that we have, that we should utilize against people like him. You know, like he made a lot of really smart points. And uh, I don't know. I I think he's very smart. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I And I like when he draws a line in the sand. He's like, I'm not going to kowtow. I'm not going to, you know, when the Netflix writers were like, oh, you you should meet with us. He's like, I will meet with you to discuss these issues. I will not do it with a gun to my head. I will not like see to your demands. If you want to have an honest conversation about this topic, I am more than happy to do that. And I think it's, I think it pays off because I think Netflix backing him was big. It was a big oh, like, yeah. it was a big brick in the wall of like, are we gotta chill out with this a little bit? That Netflix is like, you know what? No. Yeah. Where like this is one time and we're not gonna kowtow.
1: I don't know if it opened any doors, but like then Ricky Gervais did a stand up where he had a, a he had certain material related to D- Dave Chappelle's material, Sam Morrill, Like, so I mean, I would like that they're just not full on like censoring it. You know it. Like, a, not to get too preachy as well, it's, it really stinks that <clears throat> we are living in a... T- like, last night, well, this will be a few weeks when this airs. An old NBA player was co- commenting on a game, and he's like, that didn't look like a foul, that looked like he was raping him, and he said that. Mm. Now, you you cannot say that on live TV. Unfortunately... <laughs> In basketball, like that is a term I have used when I was younger. Like you know, I'm, you know, I've gotten in trouble for it and all that. I'm not, and I'm not condoning that type of verbiage.
0: It was just a slip. It was it an was old, tiny slip. Yeah. slip.
1: But I think sometimes we do forget. Is like you want to teach old dogs new tricks, and we are also gearing towards that old dog new trick. We're in the fine line of like, you know, we grew up with. I don't know how many times Justin brings up the whitest kids, you know, and like oh, you watch show. any of their skits, they are always pushing the line. Like every skit he sends me is like, I'm looking at, it, I was like, I can't believe they did that. You know, you just can't believe I they can't, did that. I won't that. even watch
0: those like on my lunch break at work. I, I, won't, I won't, yeah. Those are things I won't even watch on like the work YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I one what see see that I watch exactly. this. But or I love like, you I you know, love the whitest kids w- you know. Stuff.
1: Family Guy. Trevor Moore, Rest in Power. Yes. We grew up in this era where like we have these shows and, and where they are like, they don't give a crap, but we're also now heavily in this culture where you have to watch every little thing you say. So it's well, I'm trying bring I'm people
0: into instead of like, that's the thing is they, they try to shut it down. Yeah. Like, no, like, you can't bring people have like trans people on SNL, making jokes about yeah. like other people, like bring everyone into it as a community, dude, I mean, this is going to sound so cliche <laughs> right now. Stand up is like one of the last true art forms because not that there's not great music. In there is great music. It, so Being it's authentic self, authentic rebellion. Yeah um truth speaking truth to power listen i think there's a lot of great music coming out still now not to like gal did turn me on to taylor swift I was never a big swifty midnight it slaps yep all right they'll do that too a- anti hero slaps hard. oh yeah they'll it's, do that to it, it, it she 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 might be one of the I, I like her way better than beyonce i i think taylor swift is a little and she like writes and directs all her own stuff like i think she's one of the one of the last like great artists of like pop stars. pop, pop yeah. stars Um, but it's so heavily commercialized. Like it's, it's commercialized. Now comedy is commercialized a lot too. You have Netflix pumping out standup specials and everything, but they're saying something and they don't care if you allow it. They'll release it themselves. Andrew Schultz releasing his standup special himself. Um, Sean, Shane Gillis and Gillian, Gillian Keeves, um, Robert Kelly, Bobby Kelly doing it through Louis CK, Louis CK doing it again. It's the last, like, we're not, we don't need to go through your routes. It, dude, even like art, like artistic art, I think has just been heavily commercialized where it's like, oh, this is like, I don't know, it's just become too much in its own a hole a lot. A lot, I mean, like, like, with de- depending on the person. Been, I haven't, I'm look not at it yeah.
1: as this too, like, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this, like, from talking with Justin for the last year, like, I feel like him, I'm, I'm gonna toot our own horns. I think him and I, we're the filmmakers that I, I look at and I'm like, okay, you guys are independent filmmakers because yeah. I've seen people in this industry for the wrong reasons. Right. They do it to post it on Instagram. This dude has like seven posts on his IG, like social media, making, social media just sucks. He's constantly like he, he says he has a bunch of ideas. He's, he's shown me some projects like there's doing and they're showing. And I think there's just a, a lot of, showing or pretending to be what you aren't now in right. in art in general going when out it on comes to stand up right you're right like you have these guys these veterans who've been around 20 30 years you know been doing stand-up for 40 but like really prominent in the last 30 years and they're just i'm really interested to see like when we're in, in 20 30 years from now when some of these guys have you know maybe have gone i would love to see like you know how everyone idolizes richard Pryor. like what are they going to think of dave chappelle Bill he's going to be I think I think he's. they're going to be fine. It's like, Dave Chappelle is being more he's doing more you want to call him stand up but he did 8 minutes and 42 seconds yeah. for George Floyd. He's done like more serious political stuff. Right. But he always has has adds in his little like even his, even his voice or like his yeah. his looks and stuff like he always adds that in. Even so.
0: his stand his recent stand sticks and stones in the closet and they yes. were they were hilarious but he he does them in a profound way. My thing with, with art in general recently, and I've talked about this with Justin before, just because I think Justin sometimes can be just a provocateur. Like I'm going to do something just to upset and disrupt. I don't think art necessarily has to go down that route, but in terms of big time film music, there's nothing at anymore. I feel like that's upsetting, but also prophetic. It's upsetting. Cause like you have to hear this. Like there's no movies like that anymore. They might people might do something upsetting just for the sake of causing a ruckus, but there's nothing like um upset like I, I watched Philadelphia the other. I haven't seen that movie ever. Um Philadelphia or Dog Day Afternoon. Oh Dog Day These Afternoon. These movies yeah. that were like upsetting at the time, but like had a profound statement to them. Music like NWA, like very upsetting, yeah. you know, early Eminem. Um was well, th- Things they, that people like people were pissed off about it, but when you actually look at it like No, they knew what they were talking about. They had a statement to make and even they went against the grain to say it. I feel like now, even rappers who are like trying to, like they think they're doing that, they're not. They're they're all involved in a bunch, like they're all sponsored. They all got this guy. They're all on Instagram or SoundCloud. Movies are just either Marvel, superhero movies, which I love, Or these weird indie pictures that are just like, so like the, the old Oscar bait of like Saving Private Ryan, or it's kind of like a, like an Oscar baity movie or Shakespeare Shakespeare,
1: Fablemans is going to be nominated
0: but I feel like indie pictures are like that now. It's like, oh, if we get enough of a diverse cast and have enough of a message, it's just going to win an Oscar, but nobody's saying anything anymore with movies. Like you what are you like you're not saying anything. You don't have to say something. I don't think a lot of times Quentin Tarantino, he's more about just the story. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have like a deep message. But these messages behind greed or power or or um racism, they're so obvious. I'm like this is not a message. This is just nonsense. This is just like you you being very overhanded with saying like we have to be better to women. Like yeah, of course, but like you're also supposed to be entertaining at the same time. And the movies that had, like, like, like I said, that were upsetting, but told a truth that had to be told, whether it was about race or whether it was about religion, whether it was about gender or sexuality, mm-hmm. there was a story that had to be told. But I feel like now, as soon as that movie, a movie like that, is even announced, well, there's criticism. But the cat, oh well, you didn't you cancer you you uh, put an able-bodied person in this role, and like it can't even get off the ground. And then when it does, it's so like been touched by corporations and the media to be this like Oscar worthy thing. Like we need movies that are upsetting to the point, like they need to be criticized and then reevaluated yeah. and come back as impactful.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm, there's not much to follow mm. off on that. That's I totally agree. I, you know, it, it seems like with artists anyway, I, I don't know if there is no other, M and NWA, and but I wonder if like, like I'm okay with that. I think they were saying stuff like that at the time, but I think people, I always go back to social media, obviously being a, a big factor into everything. Like, are people saying stuff for like, because they believe in it or are they saying it to get a million likes on Instagram? That's my thing. And like with movies, like they're not, there is no clear cut message. And if there's a message, it's way too like in your face. Right. Anthony, I don't know if this is really the same in the same vein, but Anthony Mackey, he was in an interview. He's like, There's no movie stars anymore. And I posted it on my story. I was like, Do you guys believe it or not? He's like, You guys used to go see Schwarzenegger movies, Stallone movies, Bruce Willis movies. Now you go see Iron Man. You go see Leo's the, Leo's the only
0: one left. You really think just I th- Leo? I th- I'm trying to think because like George Clooney hasn't done Brad a lot Pitt? recently. Maybe Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's in the he's in, where it's like. They, where they haven't done enough shit. Like, Matt Damon has been in... Like, I love Matt Damon. But Matt Damon has done some garbage where it's like, yeah. I'm not going to go see this movie just because Matt yeah. Damon's in it. I don't think there's a Leo movie. He does, like, one movie a year. Even Don't Look Up, which I wasn't the biggest fan yeah. of. It was, like, you know nominated I, for an Oscar. My Every friend movie said
1: Jessica Chastain's a movie star. I don't think... I, no. I love her, but I I'm, love, I'm not going to no. go see a movie because... She doesn't... Does a
0: movie star means you have... St- the the term is like you have star power, you have gravity that draws people in. The Rock, maybe. maybe, but he's on the most basic level of like, like he 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 just hits a certain tune that like a lot of like bros yeah. are in, like just like oh muscles and punching. But what if? But do you guys think
1: there's no movie stars because also streaming? Mm. no you don't think streaming
0: there, yeah to all? a degree there's a lot of content There's a so there's a lot of people now you know what I mean Dude, look at the like how many people have like, really
1: heard of the boys on Amazon the cast of the <laughs> like Avengers average person, the cast know?
0: of the Avengers is like just the movie stars in that movie is like more movie stars than there were in like all of the 60s just the people yeah. that were in the Avengers yeah. are more know. name that many how many Avengers were there seven I'm trying to think like the original Avengers cap iron man Man, hulk um black widow Widow, hawkeye thor Thor. so the six six main event and then yeah so we'll even just those six name the six biggest actors of the 60s nicholson pacino maybe no not even no he wasn't even in the 60s uh brando 60s '60s. cary grant maybe cary grant hart gable Clark Gable, may, you know, he was on his way. I think he was dead. Okay. John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah. Like, it's. Uh, yeah, th- like right. th- These were stars because there wasn't that many of them. There was X amount of movies a year. Oh,
1: no. Uh, One of the
0: greatest actors of all time. Is uh, it, like, Are you being serious? Is this going to be like some nobody like, that only. Jimmy Stewart? No. But he was big in the 60s. Brando? Brando was also. That was his comeback in the 60s. No, his comeback was in the 70s. James Dean? James uh, Dean's. Yeah, Jay James, he, he was died dead the by the 60s? F- yeah, yeah, he died in like, he died before uh, 50. F- no, he died in like 55. He died right after. Is it a male or female? Sinatra? Dean Martin? Dean Martin? No. He wasn't the biggest movie star. Dean was, yes, he was. He was a massive movie star by the 60s. Yeah. The Rat rap, the rap Pack movies, the uh, Ocean's, 11, uh, Ocean's 11 and those movies. Yeah. Movie, red, movie yeah. The '70s, you start seeing an expansion into like your Dustin Hoffman's, your Gene Hackman's, John those kind of guys. it again, John Voight. John Voight. Um, did you say Gene Hackman? Sorry, did he die?
1: No, no. Did you say Gene? Oh Hackman? yeah, I said Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I thought you said. I thought no, you said. No, no, no. I had enough. De- Dude, two. Uh, we'll just yes. A little, a little transition. Two of my. One I'm not really a hero, but he was an epic person. Two died this week. Um, Kevin Conroy, who I'm actually very upset about. Yeah. If you guys don't know, who I Kevin didn't Conroy know he is had cancer. I think he hit it well. He also con kind of always looked like gaunt. He always looked yeah. like a thinner guy. Um, but Kevin Conroy, that's that's everyone, devastating.
1: Everyone
0: that's the voice. That's, 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 that's every Batman. time I watch that's a Batman. Batman movie, and yep. I, since I was a kid, if I watch a Batman movie or anything, and I'm like, he's not, and not not just the voice, but like how he portrayed Batman. This is me super nerding out. Like, it's Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Mark Hamill's uh, note to
1: him was, "Oh I Very crying. touching. Who was the second one?
0: So I don't know if a lot of people out there are going to know there was a UFC fighter named Anthony Rumble Johnson. How did he die? I don't know. He had an illness for the past year. That's why he he was going to fight in Bellator. He was going to have a big super fight against Yolo Romero, and then he pulled out for an undisclosed illness. But he had something. There was something going on. He was 38 years old.
1: For some reason, I thought you were going to say Gallagher. No, fuck (laughs) Justin, your boy Gallagher He was a dick, I heard. I heard
0: he was a jerk um right. but rumble johnson like that that he was a he was a epic like i'll i'll i use him he in ufc video he games young. he was
1: 38
0: people might recognize yeah. him if anyone saw the movie uh warrior the like tom, tom hardy, hardy like mma movie yeah. he they he start. he was like one of the guys that fought at like that sparta tournament at the end um he was Damn. he had a really weird career too he would like was a I think he was a middleweight and then I like kept missing weight, so then he had to keep changing weight, and then he finally got back in the UFC as a light heavyweight and just started nuking people, started knocking them the hell out, and it was awesome. And then he only lost it, you know. but it was a rough week in in terms. Of, and again, I'm not counting Gallagher. because there's also Gallagher too. There's Gallagher's <laughs> like brother who does like a fake Gallagher thing. No, it's I'm like I'm
1: not laughing at Gallagher. We at
0: have enough him, Gallagher going on out there. Yeah, um, but back you know, to Kevin
1: Conroy was
0: Kevin Conroy was rough. Yeah. That was, and I started rewatching Batman the animated series. Just I wonder, if, do
1: you think they're gonna? Because are they still doing new an- Batman, like animated Batman movies, or not really? They do. I wonder if they're gonna repurpose his voice, like with like past.
0: No, they because they they do a, like. There's been a lot of movies and shows that he wasn't the voice of. Like, oh, okay, all right,
1: yeah, I know a lot of movies. Yeah, so there's there are,
0: there's an actual. First of all, not the super nerd out here. Isn't
1: Jensen Eccles a Batman?
0: He's the new Batman. He's, He's he the just new he just did the Long Hollywood, which one of the he best did, movies. Yes. And he did uh he was he red was hood, he was he was the red hood, yeah. Um DC's animated wipes the floor, which is like which is important, I think, because it's a way to teach younger kids about the comics and everything. DC's animated stuff is so well done. Yeah, they pick the right actors, right storylines, and they have divided universes. So there was the DC animated universe which was like anything kevin conroy related so it was batman the animated series superman the animated series the justice league shows those were all like anything with mark hamill as the yeah. joker those were all in one section then they did another one which was like the new 52 version that had another guy as batman i can't remember his name but he's an actor you've, you've seen him in stuff if i showed you a picture he was really really what's good
1: his, what's his name i'm gonna He's a not. He's, he's, no, oh, he's, he's not
0: a. No, he's not a super well-known guy. But if you the saw guy his face,
1: who played Lex Luthor in Smallville.
0: Oh, uh, Michael, Michael Rosenberg, yeah. Rosenbaum, Rosenberg. He does
1: voices too. Yeah, yeah. It he has. He DC. has that podcast.
0: You should check yeah, out. He has yeah, he's a really good podcast. Uh, I thought you meant Clancy Brown because oh, Clancy no. Brown did Lex Luther in the and the did Superman he? animated show. That was him. Dude,
1: Clancy Brown was in Dexter, the revitalized Dexter that came out last year. He was so he's so good, and I. He's Mr. Krabs, which I
0: dude that's a, that's no the thing, idea. is like you recognize him from like Shawshank, he yeah. was in Highlander, but his top two things in terms of like people recognizing him are probably Mr. Krabs and Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh he was he was great as Lex Luthor. Did you would be
1: really good y- Lex Luthor in uh if they were to recast it, no Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah. <laughs> uh Timothy <laughs> Olenfont.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Although he already went he, with that one video. He, yeah, game when adaptation. he to be honest, I love Timothy Oliphant as a goof, as a as a when he's like a southern, yeah, like like uh um what's it, like swashbuckling type. When he has to be ser- even even when he was in the Die Hard movie and he was a good villain, but when he has to be too serious, uh, he doesn't come off as believable to me. But when he's like a like a just a charming, you know, like gunslinger type, he, there's nobody better, and I would watch. 30 more seasons of justify. Yeah. I but anytime say. they have to be like, "Oh, you know, you're like a serious tech guy." I'm like, "Nah, I don't I don't gotcha. like I didn't buy him as hitman. I, yeah. I didn't really I buy him and die, die hard. hard. Like it's just it's tough for me. But I love Timothy Timothy the fantastic. I think he would
1: be a good villain.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's some cigar talk? Yes. I'm smoking just the Drew Estate Undercrown 10 with my coffee. Nothing crazy here. But in in our our journey to learn the roots of the industry, today we gave Chris An original um, El Rey Del Mundo. It's not not any of the new versions. This is, you know, it used to be a private label for us. Now, what general has come out? That's been around for a long time. 80s, maybe 90s. It's been around a long time. Um, Is this a Churchill Lancero size? No, I think it was just a, it might have been like a shorter Churchill. They have weird names. They have like Robusto Larga, Robusto Supreme. I remember they came in the tissue paper, but... For many, many years, and maybe even up until like very recently, this was one of our best-selling products. Like up there with like JR alternatives. Really? Like the five packs of these, especially the uh the Robusto series, like I said, the Robusto Lager, the Robusto Suprema, they came in like a white tissue paper on the foot. We could not keep those five packs in stock when I worked in the store. So this is a really great example of what was very popular and up and coming late 90s throughout throughout the 2000s like i said when i was working in the store when i started that was in 2010 these were moving like hotcakes so this is one of those cigars that really depicts what the industry was like and also that transitionary period between those like kind of like very mellow years like everyone just wanted like a Davidoff or like a a light fuente or a light monte cristo and started like you know, it was almost like a connoisseur's choice at the time, but also very inexpensive. We're talking, this was 5 $6 back in the day. I don't know what it is now with inflation and everything. Thanks, Mr. President. But uh, the El Rey del Mundo, do you, can you, um, I don't have my, where's my phone. So I want to pull up this, go on our website and just the traditional El Rey del Mundo, pull up some specs for me if you can. Yeah, it is based on a Cuban brand. Interesting fact about the Cuban brand of El Rey del Mundo, which is honestly very good, very underrated if you're a Cuban smoker. El Rays are very very good. Um what was just on your basic El Rey, what's give me filler binder wrapper? Not the El Rey Nicaragua, not a Maduro, just like go go to uh, like Robusto Larga. This one, right? Yeah.
1: All right. Um it's it's a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, which makes sense of the sweetness. Honduran binder and filler. Yeah. Um, and it says it's medium to full in strength, six by 54. And it's, uh, yeah, Robusto Larga.
0: So now you smoked the Dunbar in 50th for us. Yes. And the, now known as the Sakakon. Mm-hmm. How would you, I, obviously, and I'll be the first one to admit it, the Khan is better than what you're smoking now. But do you see the comparison in the two of them?
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm only having water with this. And I finished my coffee about an hour ago so the sweetness in my mouth is gone but while i'm smoking this like i just have the aftertaste of that sweetness and i could tell tell the i the comparison yeah i I definitely do it is it is that the broadleaf wrapper then
0: so it's it's the whole style the whole style the whole style that steve said you know why he made it that way was you know these cigars that steve was you know steve was a you gotta remember he was a pioneer, not just, you know, not necessarily maybe in tobacco or I, well, maybe he is now comparatively, but in the 90s, he was the guy like on the forums before there were really forums. There yeah. was barely forums. He was doing trips, you know, I think he had retired. He like sold a tech company or something. I don't, I can't remember what his history is, but he like was doing trips to like factories in Honduras in the 90s when there was like one factory or a couple factories. <laughs> Um, and like no one was, there was no industry for it yet. Like now you go to Esteli, they have like a nice hotel yeah. set up for, for people to, to go. And like, you, you know, they have festivals there. There was none of that going on in like 95. You know what I mean? So he came up that, that when he started really falling in love with the, the industry was this time where like, you know, Villa, the Villa's on factory was a big one. These Honduran rich, heavy smokes, you know, punch Hoya de Monterey, um, the El Rey del Mundos. These were the cigars that were getting a lot of press because they were, I don't want to use the word boutique, but they were like the cigars for connoisseurs of the time. They were complex. They were flavorful. They were powerful. It was like kind of two groups. It was like this or, you know, a Monte Cristo White or, you know, a Romeo Reservoir, like a a super smooth Cohiba, just like a mellow Connecticut wrap thing. Those were like kind of the divisions at the time. Um, and then you had, you know, uh, Ernesto in Miami creating ridiculously awesome things that that he, he was a, a trend center as well. But this was like the, the full body cigar of the day wow. was this. Um, and so to see to how, see how it, much it's changed to see how much it's changed. Yeah, and because like, listen, if you've not been smoking the modern stuff like this is a good cigar. The El Rey is a good cigar if you're on this track of like you're just smoking under crowns or foundations or crown heads, maybe you won't like it, but I think you should give it a try. E- each of the cigars, by the way, that I'm going to suggest to Chris are like, there's a lot of garbage that I smoked back in the day that like either they're, they're no longer here. or If they are, they're barely hanging on. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but cigars that I think are important in your journey through understanding the, now how many guys in like our group of guys or that you can talk to about even know the name El Rey Del Mundo, except maybe somebody who works here and sees it on the website. But how many how many cool young hip smokers can you go to and be like, oh dude, El Rey was pretty good. They're going to have no idea what you're talking about. It's already almost like a vanished brand in terms of modernity. I think that the general, like that offshoot of General, that Forged is going to, is doing something with it. You know, probably with Matt Booth working on it or that guy Sean, which is going to be cool. But in terms of just your traditional El Rey del Mundo, I mean, this was this was a, a, a impactful cigar um, on the industry. So it's important to learn where everything come from. And if, and if you think there's any cigar maker today that was smoking in the 90s or 2000s or, or came up in that era, if you think Pete Johnson or John Huber or Christian Eroa, if you think these guys aren't influenced still to this day by a cigar like that, then you don't know what you're talking about. They They... Whether good or bad, they take they take direction from these cigars, um, and that's exactly what Steve did in that SakaCon. He took a direct inspiration from it in that case.
1: I'm guessing he smoked a lot of these. Or I mean, yeah, that was
0: he was he was always a I mean, you, you could see what he releases now. He was always a fuller body guy, and yeah. these were the fuller body cigars at the time. Heavy, rich, a lot of broad leaf that was used. And why don't you think newer cigar
1: smokers, or maybe you could tap into the mind of a newer cigar smoker? As to why they don't start with the classics first, maybe because may, maybe they might be too expensive, or they're not around, or they're not into full bodied. Maybe that would be the reason. But why aren't they starting from like older? Think about this way. It as like, think I'm it I'm this way. A discography of a movie or something. I want to start from the first movie the director made and made it to like his latest. If we were
0: talking about movies with. I'm trying to do something like not the three of us because we're just big movie heads. But if we're talking to Adele or talking to Derek. You're going to talk about what's relevant more? Yeah. Like, why would Derek go and see 12 Angry Men? Or why would he see The Conversation? Or, you know, any of these kind of... Why would he go see Rebel Without a Cause? Gotcha. Gotcha now I mean, anybody I who knows anything about film knows like oh you have these are those are movies these are incredible films that uh, have laid track yeah. you know like even if you're a, if you're a horror fan i know a lot of people are like oh, i'm a diehard horror fan like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be like that oh what did you ever see yeah name four <laughs> members of nirvana but if you have a sincere interest how you, you know, say you're a horror fan have you ever seen psycho like psycho psycho laid so much groundwork for For suspense and horror for halloween which in turn laid groundwork for freddy and jason which laid groundwork for scream you know i'm a
1: big hitchcock fan i think he invented essentially he invented suspense unless there's a director before him that that
0: there was the one guy who did peeping tom
1: he was before hitchcock
0: he did he did horror Kira, he did like the Seven Samurai, didn't he? Did he do Seven Samurai? Was that him? That like that like all the westerns took influence from. Yeah. Nah. Like, oh, by the way, all westerns—that's that's one of my funnest things. All western, like the western American Western style of film, which is why American westerns are big in Japan, are almost all derived specifically like Sergio Leone type stuff, but even further back than that are derived from like Kurosawa, like samurai movies, but like the lone warrior comes into town, disrupts the thing, Mm -hmm. fights the Shogun, who's like the bad guy, very heavily influenced from that, which is why I think if you go to Japan now, they love like American Westerns. They love like American steakhouses. It's like super popular over there. Um, But yeah, that's, listen, people want to discount it. People like, uh, and this, this is so true for all things in life. History is so important because it teaches you how to obviously there's the old saying about avoiding mistakes, but it also teaches you so much about why things are the way they are now. And not to get too deep, but like, Oh, well, why are people racist? Like, why are, why is, why is there class warfare? It's like read and you'll see where it came from and it'll help you better understand how to combat it today. You can't just go out there and say like, we need to no no more uh, rich people. It's like, you need to understand the, the layers behind this and why governments are corrupt nowadays, before you just go saying, we got to stop corrupt governments. you got to look into it and read it. And that way you have an appreciation. You have weapons to use in, in the combat against injustice, but you can't just wake up in the morning. And be like, I'm going to fight injustice. Well, you need to know you need to understand. You need to understand human evolution, mental evolution, civilizations, evolution, to see where we came from, see the mistakes people constantly make yeah, at that. every turn yeah. and learn from it. Yes, Justin, I, had a, I had, was about to win an Emmy right there and you kept raising your hand. Sorry, man. Oh my God. That's, that's my rant anyway, is, is please, in, in anything you're involved in, now I'm not saying you got to nerd out and then be a dick to somebody wearing a Metallica T-shirt. Oh, yeah, what was their third album? Yeah. But for your own sake, I don't know anybody who's into a thing and then will read up on the history of it and appreciate it less. You will appreciate it more. It'll make you feel better about it. It'll, it'll give you a sense of like, oh, I, I see where this comes from now. You know, when you watch a movie, if you understand the history of film, you can be like, oh, I see, you know, oh, I know why he used that shot because like, you know, Kubrick invented that shot, you know, or or this guy How did. How
1: much movies are or TV shows or... Are- Single frames in a movie and TV show are based off art pieces of art, yeah. You know, like I'm not the biggest fan of him, but Lars von Trier does it here. And oh, there. god, that guy!
0: I know that's such a I Justin watched, thing. I watched to love.
1: Infomaniac, I was like, uh, I'm sorry,
0: dude. I think Film and Cigars is kind of a good comparison. Is why you maybe you think it's, only it's shit
1: because we're, a but we're maybe with maybe,
0: maybe you think it's garbage. May, maybe, maybe yeah. you watch something like Citizen, like I will say, I am not the biggest Citizen Kane fan. I understand where a lot of things come from out of that movie, but I just find just so it mad he
1: was like what twenty five when he made it. Orson Welles was so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Macbeth movie. was not his best because um, he. I think he played Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe you go back through the the smoking encyclopedia and you try out an L.A. you try out like an old punch and maybe you don't like it, but yeah. still it's information now. You know what I mean? I'm not I saying mean, you're going you're gonna to love everything. Oh yeah, now I'm going to just go smoke punch after dinners. It's like, no, no. That's, that probably won't be the case because yeah, I mean, what you're smoking now is an elevated, refined, perfected version of, of what it was. But to see the base, of, like dude, so many movies that were based off of like that took influence from other directors. I like the, you know, like Tarantino does that all the time. I love Tarantino. Yeah, everyone movies. says he
1: steals stuff. I, I I don't know. I think it's more so being inspired because he worked at a movie store and he watched a shit ton of movies. You know, I, I don't know if unless if you're unless if you're stealing specific dialogue, then you're like, whoa. But you know, I, I think watch, dialogue
0: is his big thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. He probably he harps on. He wants to have great dialogue. If I watch one of Justin's films and I like the shot how he shot that, I'm going to be like, How'd you do that? Because I want to replicate it. Like, and it's not like I don't think it's stealing. I just think it's like, oh, it's a cool way of filming. You know, like I talk about it a lot. Like Donald Glover's show Atlanta just ended, and I want to start writing. You're more. so devastated. I know you are. Oh, so, right. yeah. It's I never saw Twin Peaks, but he said it's basically Twin, Twin Peaks. He basically so says good. it's Twin so Peaks for rappers. Yeah. He said that when it first came out, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Then I watched, I was like, Oh this and Felix here watches Twin Peaks. He's like Donald Glover's obse- exactly like right. Like Watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, I'm probably going to now cuz cuz um Atlanta's over. But um You know
0: why you'll appreciate it? Cuz there's a whole episode of Psych that mm-hmm. is Twin Peaks.
1: When I watched Psych and I was like don't get it. See, and my Pete, sister's like, Pete
0: didn't get it either, and I'm like, dude, this is you have no idea. Like The same actors, actors, yeah, because the priest, their their priest friend that's in a few episodes, yeah, is the dad in Twin in Peaks, Twin and Peaks. then he comes back into that and episode. One of the was a, in that. A, a bunch of a, almost all the like actors in that episode besides like the Kyle main McCann, characters, yeah. they're all from Twin Peaks. That's great. And then they do like at the end when they do like they're all like, dan- it's all the whole it's episode. Even Pe- the intro, it's all I'll Twin watch Peaks. The show
1: and then I'll watch that episode because I, did, I didn't. I uh, didn't. He did a Hitchcock related uh, episode too, which I loved. Stevie Frank's of Psych is so good. And that then they that did show a, is so good. a Hangover type episode. But last night Gus is one of my favorite yeah. episodes. <laughs> when Lasser takes the gun from the tank, he's like mm. three bolts are missing. <laughs>
0: Is that the one they're they like a donut shop or something? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. The they go to the donut shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. And the
1: father comes in. You're not allowed here. Yeah. Corbin Benson is so Corbin Benson is great in that. um But going back to the comparison, you said I think that's a movies and cigars are really it because what you like and what I like, we we like almost the same movies and, and shows and stuff. You know, but what I like to smoke, Derek might not like. Yeah. You know, like Derek is very much like, no, I like smoking it. My one buddy. um, he strictly likes Connecticut wrap cigars. I'm keep telling him like, Hey, you should try this. Nope. If it's not Connecticut yeah. wrap, you're like, okay. You know, you try to broaden the horizon, but when you like mm. your, your one specific thing, I guess that's But, here. What, but for us here really quickly, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think our job is to try a bunch of different stuff. Right. Excuse me. When new when new cigars come in, Nick instantly is like, Hey, clear your afternoon. We're going to go upstairs. We're going to smoke this new cigar and, and let's talk about it. And I think that's, it's, that's what's needed to expand your palate you know
0: here's a great way to compare the cigar industry with the film industry and this is something where i think i usually i like comparing in terms of marketing and how it's being commercialized cigars and beer are very similar but here's the the big difference there is a tradition and a respect within the cigar and film industry where the modern rock stars and I guess this is true in music a lot Mm -hmm. too, but I don't know that much about the music industry where the modern rock stars, you can see where they're influenced. They have a heavy respect for the, the past and the, the, the leaders, you know, the, the forefathers or four sisters of, uh, of the industry. And so you can see where the influences lie, you can see in a lot of cigars where Fuente played a part or mm-hmm. Ernesto Perez Carrillo played a part or Jose Sejas. And it's the same in movies. If you're drinking, you know, the New Jersey Asbury brewery, uh, you know, Christmas apple pie ale, it might, it's probably delicious, but it's not like, Oh, we did this in the same style that like, you know, uh, Beck's, you know, or yeah. Miller Highlife. Like there's no, there's nothing like that. Um, there, there might be on a very, very small level. But in cigars, you see the tradition, like you see in like, like you see in film, the tradition being passed on, but uh, manipulated, elevated, but you mm-hmm. see the sparses, the, you know, the, the, the little pieces, you see the building blocks. You know, they they've done a new thing with it, mm-hmm. but you see they the, where the homage is. Exactly. And you and you see the cigars from back then. If it wasn't for X, Y wouldn't exist. And you can mm-hmm. make that line, you can make that comparison between without. You know, the L ray, or without the hunch after dinner, or without the the, or the the La Gloria Cubana series R, there is no Jacob's ladder. Without yeah. this, there is no that. So it's cool. And it's something that I think me and you can even get further into in further episodes, because I think this is a way to bridge these two yeah. thi- you know, these two genres that we are that we identify with or that we know a lot about is the the homage to film like in film that you also see in the cigar industry.
1: Yeah, no, you said it you said it perfectly. It's it's always interesting to see you know <clears throat> if I ever get a chance to sit down with any like manufacturer like blender like uh, 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 hypothetically if we get to see Nick again or, or John. We'll see him and again, really just be he's like, like <laughs> what? No, 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 like, uh, uh, I'm saying if I get to see oh, him I thought, again. Oh, I thought you meant like, like, if we ever see him again, man, no, like ne- he's a lone or, ranger. Uh, let me rephrase it. Next time we see them, there you go. I would love to just pick their brain and be like, like what is your, like, what is the pro- Like, can you give me a cigar that you have now that was directly influenced by something that you smoked for the first time 20, 30 years ago? Because I just want to hear that. You know, I, I, a lot of my friends we're very independent filmmakers, but they're like, no, I love Aaron Sorkin. So then you read their style and you're like, you see where they're trying to be like Aaron Sorkin, where they're trying to be like Tarantino personally, like my approach is like, I want to take different things from um, movies and shows, but I'm trying to just, I'm trying to just be me because I don't want to be like, oh man, you're trying to be like Scorsese, but like, like you, like you're not like, you know, like he's (laughs) done the mafia movies. He's conquered that. Like, you're trying to be Tarantino; it's not working. You know, I want to try and be Chris Arangio, right. but I do want certain cinematography, writing, right. acting, and style it's also from important others. to.
0: It's important to look further back because, you know, so, let's say you know Tarantino or Scorsese, they take from their favorite directors of the yeah. 30s, 40s, and 50s, when they and come they come out manipulate with 30 it.
1: movies you should yeah. watch, and they're movies that no one's ever heard. Yeah,
0: of. but then the you know modern which is why it's important to understand who these people were modern day people are like oh i want to do it like tarantino I'm like but you have to understand where tarantino where was in? coming from when he did these it things it breaks my
1: heart that people love comedies but i don't they've and i've asked have you ever seen some like it hot well, what's that and i'm like oh it's one of the best comedies of the tony billy curtis Wildler, yeah. billy wilder one of the best comedic directors of that time Marilyn monroe did her thing in that and people are like oh i've never seen it. it's like Go back because those are men dressed like women in nineteen fifty nine. Like, yeah. and people are having people of- who don't
0: know who like John Ford is. Yeah, Orson. They once asked, I think it was Orson Welles, and they said, um, "Who are the four best?" It was either it was another big director. It was either Ford, Kubrick, or uh, it must have been it must have been Orson Welles because this was a while ago. This was like in the in the forties and fifties. And they said, "Who is the Who are the four best directors right now in America?" And Orson Welles said, "John Ford, John Ford, John Ford, and John Ford. You nobody downstairs knows who John Ford is. I don't even anything. think some of the adults know who John Ford is.
1: They you know should. what I mean? They should. Well, no, they should.
0: But so when you see his influence yeah. in a Tarantino movie, or when you see um, Hitchcock's influence in like a Jordan Peel, people just see. That's the thing is people see Jordan Peel." And this is, again, where this appreciation comes from. People watch Jordan Peele, excellent movies, love these movies. And that's great. But if you want to have even more appreciation for Jordan Peele, you can see where, like, the Spielberg is. Yes. Like, when I saw, what was the last one he just did? Uh, uh Nope. Nope. Which didn't get as good of reviews as the other two. I think it was still a great movie. I watched that movie in awe visually, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the story just towards the end got a little wacky and that, that's where some of the criticism lies, but overall excellent movie and I'm like, I see where he laced in his style but also where he laced in the Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he laced in E.T., yeah. where he laced in Jaws. You can see where the Spielberg, thats that that was an ode to a Spielberg yep. late close 80s encounters, yep. Close Encounters movie but with like a horrorness yeah. to it. And it was beautiful. And it's when you get to see that, it gets you excited. Now, do you need to do this to appreciate things? Do you need to do a deep dive on everything? No. Absolutely not. But I think you would be better for it in both cigars, film, really anything in life. Just take a look into the history to see who, who founded these things, who built these things, and where are we seeing that today? And that's actually something when we do I don't want to give too much away when we do a little Nick's birthday roundtable thing yeah. that we're trying to put together. I want to, I don't want to make it as an interview like, Oh, well, what do you guys come in? I want to like write a list of like fun questions. Who were your influences? Yeah. What is the one cigar that impacted you the most? You know, you should from, ask
1: them about if they, if they're movie people, if they yeah. can compare the, you know, do they, do they see that as a comparison?
0: John's got to be into it. He's from San Francisco and in, in, and from when he was, uh, born and raised in San Francisco, that was like the heyday of like the San Francisco movie Bullet. Yep. Um, Steve, you know the Dirty Harry movies. I yep. think we all in San Francisco. Uh, Bullet would not be made in San Francisco today. No, no. <laughs> just be just I hope driving they, through really a lot quickly, of I just have driving to through it. a lot of street duty. <laughs> I
1: have to say this out loud. I hope they never ever remake like uh, Dog Day Afternoon. That's a classic in my
0: eyes. See, that's one of those movies that they can, like, they would try they to remake could. today because it has, like, this, like, a similar message yeah. in, like, the trans community. But I'm like, but that movie was so important 40 years ago. Yes. Make a new movie yeah. that's as, in, again.
1: My dad was there that day, and then the, his boss told him to, like, F off. And like, go. during the actual thing or during, was, during the filming uh, of the movie? No, no, during the actual during thing. During the actual thing. Yeah. He was there, and he had no idea what kind of was going on. His, like, lieutenant or his boss told him, like, what was up, and then he was like, you got to do other stuff. <laughs> like, it's, like we have this on our code, like you are, you do other things. Like Go find spies. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Go do that. It's
0: cool. When you like, when you watch, Brooklyn. when you watch like TV shows, yeah. it was, yeah. When you watch like TV shows in the nineties. um, And that's the other thing is I feel like what, it, even in like family TV, when we were younger, was heavily laced with like tributes to things that we didn't know as kids. But then we like, because like, I feel like I don't do that anymore. There's no like, little drips of things. Like, I remember a Fresh Prince episode where he was like, Attica, Attica. Seinfeld does it all the time. We had no idea what that meant at six years old. Seinfeld did the uh,
1: Midnight Cowboy ending on the bus with Kramer and Jerry. But it's because they're historians of right. older movies. When
0: did that end? I feel like Borat. <laughs> Seinfeld? No, no. Oh, oh, that, I feel that. like Borat because I uh, I listened to a podcast about Titanic, and I'm that movie. Like it's one of those movies that if you if you didn't see it right away, by the time you saw it, you knew so many of the parts. You yeah. knew the I'm flying. You knew about the nude picture. You knew you knew these things because of pop the culture.
1: Quote, the like quotes. From the
0: quote just the the pop culture influence that a movie had I on Hang the Over world tropic
1: thunder personally um yeah. i know i just recently re-watched it for the first time modern family does a lot of like one of my favorite bits is a halloween episode and the two guys show up it's a wizard of oz theme for cam and two guys show up and they say hey hey we're the monkeys like yeah not a lot of people might get that but i'm like right. that that's genius writing to me so although it's dated back to a, a song from the 60s like they're still the ones to really kind of do it. I know they're parody movies, but like uh, scary movie was yeah. a masterclass in like all of that. Pop, uh, but I don't know if anyone really does that much like pop culture stuff anymore. Cause those type of act like Wayne, Wayne's brothers aren't really around. Like that kind of style has disappeared for some reason.
0: If you want to see like, I mean, this is where I learned a majority of, of my knowledge of like forties and fifties actors and everything. When I was a little kid, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Dude, those sh- cartoons were laced with, like... There was one episode of Bugs Bunny where he, like... Or maybe it was Daffy Duck, um, where he, like, goes to, like, a nightclub. And it's all stars of the 50s. It's, like, you know, James Dean, um, Jane Mansfield, uh, uh, Clark Gable. And, like, if you show that to a kid, you would have no yeah. idea. And I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who Peter Laurie was until I saw him in, like, the Maltese Falcon. I'm like, oh, that's the guy that they were constantly doing. Um, Would you say Family Guy does it? Yes. Family Guy probably does it the best. South Park to a degree, but they also, they make fun of the fact, like, they make fun of nostalgia. But South Park to a degree, yes. Family Guy does it heavy. Yeah. Um, But, uh, like, Peter Lorre, no one knows who, If no one in this building, I guarantee, knows who Peter Lorre is. But Peter Lorre was, like, big eyes, like, Oh yes, sir. We go do the thing. Um, Edward G. Robinson. No, if you, no, no one in this book knows it. Edward G. I'm going to tell you who Edward G. Robinson is big lips. gangster guy. Nah, see, you want to do that? See, that was Edward G. Robinson and no one knows who he is, but it was so heavily laced. When
1: people do that voice, I just think they're mocking Jimmy Stewart too. No, but no, no, but this
0: was, this is from the, like, like he was in the original Scarface. Okay. Like uh, from Ah, the thirties.
1: Edward G. Robinson. Edward G.
0: Robinson. Check him out. He was also in, if you ever saw the 10 commandments with Charlton Heston, he was like the shady, Dude who like went with the Hebrews, but then he's he made the calf god. Oh, like, okay. ah, now nah, we should be living this calf, see? Ah. all right, yeah, yeah, that guy. He also, I think he named names during McCarthy, so like people like he has a bad rap because he was like, he's like, because he, he was like kind of a communist, but then he was like, he, was he named a, everyone else so little like he little didn't Caesar, get out. Of. The stranger, little Caesar, that was it. Little Key Caesar, he largo, he largo. That was a good Humphrey Bogart, good noir, so like one of, green, yeah, was that was one awesome. of his last movies. It was, What? um. Key Largo was a great noir yeah. film. Um, but Peter Lorre was in the Maltese Falcon. Like, and these are guys like I know from, how about, how about this? And this is the last one because no one knows what we're talking about now. We're just having fun here. How about like, if you ever saw like a Bugs Bunny and it's like, which way did he go, George? Which way did yes. he go? What's that? I don't know. Of Mice and Men. Shit. It's George and Lenny from A Mice and Men. The big, <laughs> which way did he that- go, George? Which way did he go? <laughs> I want to pet the rabbit and squeeze him and hug him. That's what it is. I didn't know that there
1: was one. This will be the last one. Sorry. The um, carpool karaoke is a TV show. They have Jason Sudeikis with the Muppets. Spend twenty minutes watching it. You'll, it's hilarious.
0: That's all. But that's why I like when you when you talk to a younger like a younger stand up who's like, oh yeah, I'm heavily influenced by you know and they name some guy from the 60 like like oh yeah like uh like don rickles like these yeah. guys and i'm like i'm so happy that in some way it's carrying on yeah, even if it's hit. like by oh. a minority of people who may, maybe study this in film yeah. school i'm so happy like all right at least yeah, someone I, is talking I about it i always
1: wonder if zeppelin the who like are there is their legacy going to be carried on i think more so now people younger people like, my niece is like, oh, I watched that Beatles documentary. Like, they were really good. I'm like, yeah, like, they're really great musicians. And
0: guess who John Lennon loved more than anybody? Elvis and Chuck Berry. Yeah. Heavily yeah. influenced by Elvis and Chuck Berry. Like, see, I feel like a crazy guy, like, like a map the in my room. Day meme. Yeah.
1: But it's all info. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be, oh, Greta Van Fleet. Van Fleet. They are, I thought that was Zeppelin. I thought. That was some unreleased Zeppelin music. I was like, nope, that guy is. They are heavily influenced by Zeppelin. Dude, I would,
0: I would absolutely love if like a new rock band came on the scene that was like. Now I will say, like, I'm a big Coheed fan. Coheed last album smacks, really, really good. But I would love if a new band came on the scene that was doing like Zeppelin like shit, just crazy musicianship. Have you heard of Van Fleet? I have not. I've I've heard about. it. I was on only. Are they? If you're one, are they epic? Are they like? New things on guitar, drums, um, storytelling in their lyrics. I,
1: me personally, I think not. I, I haven't listened to enough of them to be like, wow, they're like a step above. I, it, had, I, only learned this from talking to Justin. I really had no idea. Like Dean Martin, I knew Frank Sinatra was like the mod, like the OG Renaissance so man. Was just big in this area. Well, no, no, no. But Renaissance Sinatra man, was I'm talking, big everywhere, I'm dude. Talking Renaissance man. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I recently watched it's a it's a movie on Pearl Harbor Moncratic Pearl Harbor uplift.
0: Oh, um, uh, uh, don't tell me. Don't even, even if Democrat. you know, don't say, it. uh, uh, from here to eternity.
1: Yeah. That he was washed in Hollywood Sinatra. They're like, mm-hmm. he, they were going to give him the lead, but like he can't do shit. And then he got, I think he won the Academy award for best supporting actor in that.
0: And then, and that's when they started and I didn't like. Know, and then that's when it that's what started like, like the Vegas residency, yeah. the Rat Pack. But I didn't Dude, know, look like, at Sammy D Davis Mar- Jr. Didn't know any
1: of them were you didn't realize that they actually sang. Like I thought they were just stand-up comedian. You know, they were. Act- I didn't know that they all sang and acted. And-
0: Sammy Davis Jr. is one of the most talented people Hollywood has ever seen. He could tap dance. He was a virtuoso musician, particularly on the trumpet, can sing, can write music, can act. Obviously, people have seen him act in all kinds of things. Sammy Davis Jr. was... Cra- if he was alive, crazy.
1: If he was alive, I know he wouldn't do it, but I would like to see Chadwick Boseman play Sammy Davis Jr. because I think he could play. I know he did Jackie Robinson. He did Jackie Robinson. He, he did Martin did, uh, Luther King. He did like a. Like he, he, he was Martin Luther King. Yeah, I think he did Martin
0: Luther King. Did right? Did he
1: do James Brown? He did James
0: Brown. I, I, had, I don't think he would. I, I don't I want he, him anymore. Like yeah, I don't. I, I would like have to done see it him. And even yeah.
1: said that, but like I don't know
0: right now who would do the it. meme
1: that sits hard and you play
0: him. Oh. <laughs> you know who would do good with him? is um yeah, she's
1: asian right she said why right am right? i
0: blanking on his name uh who's the uptown funk bruno mars bruno mars bruno mars very talented anderson
1: pack anderson pack anderson pack he did that album with bruno mars he's a really good like he's rapper drummer like but he would him and bruno mars would actually
0: i like the weekend also just as a yeah, well, the weekend i do. do i do enjoy the weekend
1: yeah, but yeah, he has a new show on. HBO he's he's out. like
0: Michael Jackson. He he has that and, well, he like. Did,
1: he covered Dirty Diana. You should. Check oh, it out. I'm gonna
0: to listen to that right now. While I eat lunch. So. All right, that's all for us today, yeah. guys. Thanks. Comment, like, and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and, and uh, as always, keep it lit.